Welcome to the Neo Chuan Podcast. My name is Isaac Kamins. This is a bi-weekly podcast where my friend Jess O'Brien and I discuss internal martial arts, Qigong, and meditation. Uh, this week we're continuing our discussion on the founder of Yang-style Tai Chi, Yang Luchan. Uh, we talk a little bit about the origins of his Tai Chi, him coming to Beijing, becoming sort of the spokesperson for Tai Chi. We also just talk a little bit about uh, tai Chi in general, kind of introducing the subject a bit more. Uh, then we move on to the uh, Tai Chi classics portion of the episode where we look at Baiwa's book and uh, dissect his uh, explanation of the Tai Chi classics. Uh, and then this week in our Patreon, we're going to start digging into the Gong portion of Baiwa's book, so give a listen for that if you're interested in that portion of the book. Um, all right, I hope everybody is having a good new year. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for sticking with us, and take care of yourselves. Welcome to Season 3 of the Nate Jachuan Podcast with Isaac and Jess. This season, we've decided to take a deeper look at Tai Chi, and um, I like to start with the history first, because to me, I like I like to know about the great masters of the past to inspire my training. So I wanted to start with uh, the founder of Tai Chi, Yang Lu Chan, and here's a biography from uh, Combat Techniques of Tai Chi, Xingyi, and Bagua. It's written by Lu Sheng Yili, translated by Zhang Yun. Um, so they start off. Now, the first thing, though, I ran across was this quote here. Before Liang Luchan, it says, despite much argument about who invited, who invented Taiji Chuan, there is no doubt that Wang Zongyue was the greatest Taiji Chuan master. He he lived uh, two generations before Yang Luchan. Um, the only thing known about the life of Wang Zongyue is that he wrote the most famous Taiji Chuan classic, Taiji Chuan Lun, or discussion of Taiji Chuan theory. Because of his excellent scholarship, it is possible to understand what Taiji Chuan should be. Eventually, the teacher of Yang Luchan, the founder of Yang Style, is this guy Chen Chan Xing. He's born in 1771, and he's kind of the top teacher at this Chen village where Tai Chi comes from. Um, you know, he his nickname was uh, Mr. Tablet because he was so upright and strong because he always <laughs> kept his body straight and was so quiet and unassuming. And so that's about his personality. He was like pretty low key. It sounds like. Well, there you go. There's that sort of upright, like uh-huh, right. classy. You know, it fits with Tai Chi. So he went to work in a wealthy Chen family household as the teacher for the lo- for the people at the house. And so that sets the scene for when uh, Yang Wuchan arrives. Uh, Chen Chan Xing had many students who were Chen family members, but the best student he had was a slave in the household named Yang Luchan. Many years later, Yang Luchan brought Taiji Chen to Beijing, the capital city of China. Yang won a great reputation and increased the popularity and eminence of Taiji Chen. So that's the uh, that's where the state the stage is set. All right. So Yang Luchang gets to Beijing, and that's when you can really say Tai Chi Chuan as a modern art began, right? The same way with Bagua Zhang, it's kind of murky up until uh, Deng Hai Chuan shows up in right, Beijing. Right. right? right, then, right. then people start recording what's happening, and you start getting actual accounts of it, not right. just fables and legends. Right. right. Well, Yang was the first to bring it to the public, but he did say where he learned it in Chen Village, and so I think it's not long before people are the name of Chen Village is getting out there because 
um, Chen Fakhe comes to Beijing as well from Chen Village and brings their native style. But then it's almost like Yang style was first on the scene. So Chen style took a while to like build up their steam and their name and prestige till more modern times or things. Yeah. And you, you know, there, I mean, there's a lot of people who argue that, um, they're very different arts. I mean, in a lot of ways, they use the same principles, you know, but a but, lot of the same moves are just done quite you know, differently. Right. So it's kind of like, Oh, you know, I mean, the easiest explanation is just that young Luchan changed it, but who yeah. knows? I mean, I right. don't, I don't care. Right. <laughs> yeah. I look at it as their, their same uh, tree, different branches. Right. You know? Of course. Um, People spend a lot of energy like who was the original, who was the founder. I think in China, it's really important to figure out who was the very first to do something, you know? Yeah, and, and my my thing is just real simply, if you want to call your thing Tai Chi, then it's Tai Chi. You know? Uh, uh, Kenichi Sawai called his art Tai Chi Ken, which is Japanese for Tai Chi Chuan. He, mm. was, he was doing Yichun. Right. right. He, wasn't, he wasn't doing Tai Chi, but right. You know, if he wants to call it Tai Chi, let's call it Tai Chi. Well, it's maybe it's a more popular name that you can do your own thing with. Bingo. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's the whole thing is it's, it has to do with uh, right. it's, it's marketing. You think they didn't have marketing in the 1800s? It was like, right. You know, um, but like that, that's though. that's where you start getting into how things get named. And, who, you know, I don't think it's worth having that discussion, really. Right, because there's all kinds of different stories and tales flying around of which strain appeared where, right. when, and so on. And because the reality is, like Chen Fakou was a badass, and what he did was real good, and wasn't the same as what you know his contemporary Dong style guys or Wu style guys were doing. Although they were really good too, you know, it's just different, different approach right. to the same, you know. Again, same goal, same thing, just different way of training. So, mm -hmm. but if you want to call it Tai Chi, I, you know, I got no qualms with that. Right. At this point, it's so big. There's nobody in charge anymore. It's, I mean, it's kind of like saying you do Qigong, right? Like, um, right. There's a bazillion different Qigong sets. At, at this point, nobody argues about well, what style of Qigong do you do because nobody knows anything about it. But, you know, it's like, I do a very different style of Qigong than a lot of people. So, you know, it's not the same thing. It's different, mm -hmm. but, but they still call it Qigong and I still call it right. Qigong. So, right. you know, the average person is not going to know the difference. Never gets into a single fight, never has to go to war, never right. loses a single member of his family. Is he the better martial art or the guy who goes out and gets killed on the first day because, you know, he tries to use martial arts against the machine gun, <laughs> you know, who's the better martial artist, right? It's like, I don't that's know. the bigger question. Uh, know, that's that's that maybe part of that sport versus martial art, you know, argument is, you know, preservation of life is different than achieving a goal in the now. Yeah, living is different than dying, and being that's a show -off, the first key. Being a show off who dies is not a very uh, smart way to live your life, right? But yeah, but James trying, Dean, you know, you go out you know, in a blaze of glory trying to to you know, go with the flow as they say and you know i'm not saying you should you know go along <laughs> with fascists or anything like that but there is a piece of you know making a choice about how you live your life where you avoid conflict right and so right 
And, and that's that the could, cultural side of Tai Chi, right? Tai Chi does carry a lot of morality and a sort of certain way of living your life in an upright and you know somewhat mellow way of like not being aggressive towards others and so on, you know. Uh Chairman Ching would say, you know, Tai Chi was two thirds Taoist, one third Confucian, right? Mm. And and that's the Confucian part that part sure. of your, upright part, person. Part of your uh practice is to also not be a shit ass. Right. <laughs> to, well this guy a... Chen Chan Sheng lived to be 82 years old so that's pretty, that speaks well to Chinese uh cultural I mean, values of longevity you know he that's what I'm saying that's, that's proved it <laughs> I mean and that's kind of how you know when Bruce was in China he said one of his hobbies was trying to find old guys who mm. could still use their martial arts and mm -hmm. you know what did they do so, to make it that far right yeah and I think you know so you statistically things like tai chi shingi bagua you know there are more old guys who do those things that can still do it than a lot of other things next we're going to look at uncovering the secrets of internal power in tai chi trend by bai hua published in 2001 um this is this book has only been available in chinese so we've seen it bouncing around over the years bai hua being the other student of leo hung jay besides bk francis and this is the only other book that's connected to the training we've done together you know like there's not too many other schools that follow leo hung jay so it's pretty cool to get bai hua's breakdown of things so as we mentioned before like his book has got four different sections and we wanted to look at um the second section which he calls an interpretation of the taiji chung classics we're going to talk about bai hua's life and cool. history and stuff in the patreon episode so go ahead and click on that if you want more about uh, bai hua and his internal alchemy training you know, so when did this book first pop onto the scene? Well, for, I first saw it, uh, someone brought it to a retreat, and ah. the only English words in the entire book are Kumar Francis. <laughs> so, like, that was all I could read, but it was like... He's in there somewhere, right? Oh, I know that, I know those words. like Right, and there's that grainy picture of Leo Hung Jay with Bai Hua. And there's a picture of him with Leo Hung Jay, and other than that, it was pretty useless because there's no pictures nope. of him doing tai chi or there's anything a few else. weird diagrams like a few tai there's, chi diagrams but there's a tai chi push hands diagram essentially mm. at the way back but yeah so like we have got a copy for a long time but then uh you and i decided to take the earnings we got from patreon for putting the podcast together and have the book translated yep. um um and so we want to go through it a little bit bit at a time and see if we can pull some interesting material from here to complement what's already out there. There's already quite a few books about Taiji Chen classics out there, but we thought Bai Hua's take on things would be especially pertinent if you practice the Wu style like like we do sometimes. But also, this goes for all Tai Chi, right? The Taiji Chen classics apply to all the different styles. Yeah, he's not specifically talking about because he also did... Um young style so mm, it's true by i was big into young style yeah so he's who introduced bruce to his quote-unquote old young style teacher mm, lindu ying yeah so that whole piece of it he also did wu style with leo and jay i mean so right it, so he was he, a wu and young <clears throat> guy yeah he just did the wu stuff with leo and jay when he was a teenager and mm. then later on so interesting I, you know in in a strange way i mean there's their experiences with leo are kind of reversed 
where Leo uh-huh. was the, la- <laughs> the last person that Bruce trained with and been the first person Baiwa trained with, right? Uh-huh. So it's That's kind right. of like that they have a different, you know. Right. Way different perspective. And they learn very different things, so it makes sense. I mean, it's like, you know, you're going to learn, teach a, a 12-year-old very different things than you're going to teach a very fiery 30-year-old, mm-hmm. you know. Right who's coming to the end of his fighting career whereas that 12 year old's entering into an incredibly dangerous society where gang fights are like the regular occurrence on the streets right and also when you're teaching someone who's young like that part of what you're teaching them is okay here's how you can go find a good teacher Mm. and you know what to look for how to get Mm. it out of them um and how to be a good student and all that stuff. yeah yeah and i think yeah and i'm pretty sure that most of Baiwa's other teachers were a result of his connection to Leo Hung Jae. I mean, that, you know, they were all either friends of friends or, you know, directly connected to him. So I think right. there was kind of, you know, small, small circle of people that, you know. So let's look at what Baiwa has to say about the Taiji Chun classics. So here we are, an interpretation of the Taiji Chun classics. Taiji Chun is a martial art that focuses on exercising the inside of the body and is loved by many people. As a result, related martial arts books are widely circulated. However, since the terms are too specialized and the fundamental theory and specific requirements are not explained clearly, it is hard to understand it. It is inevitable to speculate sometimes wildly and spread falsehoods about the art. Even after people have practiced for many years, they still don't understand the basic requirements of Taiji Chuan at all. They exercise as they wish and have some whimsical thoughts and think that this is Taiji Chuan. So ridiculous. What a pity. <laughs> so there we are <laughs> first step one smash on everyone else <laughs> yeah i mean you know he, he's not wrong um mm-hmm. that there is a lot of stuff that's written about tai chi that that's is true. essentially different people's version of what they yeah. think it is right and some are right and some are wrong right um it is a know. wealth of material tai chi is one with a lot of talking like they got more books written than Shaolin, right? Like, there's just more. Right, more, but more. I, I think his point is more, rather than me spouting off about each movement of Tai Chi, I'm going to go back to the source material, the Tai Chi mm. classics, and go from that and explain mm. that to you, not tell you what my teacher or what I think. Because mm-hmm. that I think that's the critique is, you know, a, a lot of books are, someone who may have only been practicing 10 or 15 years right telling you this is how you do it right right um and i think what he's saying is that the only people qualified to really tell you that you know uh like don't say their ideas they give you the if you will the truth that has been passed down you know that's essentially the tai chi classics right that there are rules you have to follow for Mm -hmm. it to be called tai chi you can't just do whatever you want and say it's tai chi right this has stood the test of time basically yeah and that you have to be following a certain um framework essentially if you're not following these basic you know it's kind of like a religion right like if you're not following the basic tenets of your religion Mm -hmm it's hard to call yourself, yeah you know, you like know. we were saying earlier you can call it whatever you want but you should be following these principles right. if you want to have any respect yeah. so he's we've got four different books here four different chapters 
for different classics. So let's begin with the Taiji Chen Jing, explanation of the Taiji Chen theory. So the first section, the first quote here says, once you act, the whole body must be kept agile, light, and dexterous, especially beware that every action should permeate throughout the body. So that's a popular Tai Chi thing. You So you're not heavy and clunky and every action mm-hmm. sort of connects through to the others. That seems like a pretty, pretty good start for Tai Chi. You know, the first piece is, okay, well, uh, what makes you agile is to not get stuck, right? So that's the flow of yin and yang right there. It's a reference to Tai Chi, light and dexterous as opposed to heavy and, you know, slow. Another example of yin, right? Not yang. Um, And then it talks about every action should be permeated through the body. Now you're talking about a generic principle of all internal martial arts, which is that all things have to internally link, right? This is what essentially makes them internal martial arts. Bruce uses the phrase, one part moves, all parts move. One part stops, all parts stop, right? That everything in your body moves as one piece. It stops as one piece. It moves as one piece. You don't have this thing where part of your body is moving and part of it isn't, right? And that creates this um, awareness that moves through your body so um it's not just about your physical body it's about the you know be aware be aware like be like have awareness right right so so, (laughs) yeah so it's like pay attention to the fact that you would just feel again another yin action right so it's just over and over kind of reinforcing this idea this isn't about right from the start you're this very light yeah, feeling you're, not using, to it. you're not using force you're using you know well awareness. let's hear okay now this is interesting he starts commenting on the on the verse lightness is yang heavy weight is yin movement is yang and stillness is yin Lao Tzu said gravity is the root of lightness stillness is the master of passion or aka movement right so that's pretty deep so he takes it all the way back to Lao Tzu the Tao Te Ching saying uh, lightness is yang, heavyweight is yin, movement is yang, stillness is yin. That's interesting. You know, you you got to break it down one way or the other. Well, like gravity's... I, part of that is because earlier in the book, he talks about Lao Tzu. So there's... Right. And also like... this, he's constantly talking about yin and yang and how to separate it in each particular, whether a giant concept or a small concept, you've got to like keep taking this relationship. Um, but yeah, again, Tai Chi connected to Lao Tzu. Gravity is the root of lightness. So there's that that opposites feeling again. Like, use you know, how do you achieve this lightness and agility and dexterous? Here he's saying gravity is the root of lightness. Stillness is the master of your action. So you sort of start from stillness in order to act. Okay, well, gravity gravity being the root of what is it? Lightness, lightness is. That's the down causes the up is the Mm -hmm. way Bruce says that, that um, the way you get yourself to be light isn't by jumping up in the air. It's by letting everything sink down Mm -hmm. until that lifts you up. Right. Again, just another totally another way of saying it's a yin action, not a yang action. action. Right. And stillness is the master of movement. So you've got to come from a place of stillness to make your action clean and clear rather than just launching into it right 
So he says, he goes further. In simple words, gravity is the supporting cause. He goes further to say, in simple words, gravity is the root cause of lightness and stillness is the master of movement. The basis of balance is still maintained in the activity. Therefore, according to the law of the yin dominating the yang in the relationship between yin and yang, the theory of Taiji Chuan requires that the whole body must be kept agile in every action and dominated by the waist. He right. says that, yeah, he says, so he, he says every movement must be dominated by the waist. If there is no weight in the waist domination, then the so-called agility will be frivolous because there's no root. Right. There. So now he's bringing, <laughs> he's bringing in how the physical action of using the waist is the way that you kind of maintain that lightness, right? Because mm. it's one thing to you be just light. hunker down, right? Yeah. Well, it's one thing to be light when you're just standing still. It's mm. another thing to be light when someone's trying to, you know, shove you or hit you. And and so the the um I don't know. So I would say the the basis of balance is a little bit over the weird way of saying it it's it's the continuation of balance right it's it's that you already started from a point of balance but it's the maintaining this balance has to be achieved by essentially continuing to move right mm -hmm. again one part moves all parts move one and part your movement moves. is dominated by the waist so the waist is the controller of all that movement that you're going right. to take to stay and light to stay agile and one of the sort of guiding principles of doing tai chi is that Basically, from the minute you start the form to the minute you end the form, you don't stop, right? Mm. You keep going through the form and you try to make this thing, you know, this thread go continuously through your entire form. Now, you're going to fail like a zillion times and only get to a certain piece and kind of screw up and maybe you'll stop there and work on that or you'll start over and, you know, but... The, the ultimate goal is that you can take this thing all the way through your form and not get stuck. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's this, this piece of it being continuous, right. And that continuous back and forth and back and forth of your, of your waist is a big part of what makes it continuous. And so it's, it's a bit like the winding of a clock or something. You need that steady click 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 to keep everything going or it's just gonna seize up the final part says therefore if there is no internal stillness and weight is dominant there won't be in external lightness and speediness in the performance so you need to have that stillness to in order to drive a performance that isn't frivolous and uh, overly light and way too easy to knock over you need to have the waist control the movement and the downward creating the upward yeah, I mean, this is where if you're familiar with the the what Bruce refers to as the first swing, this sort of steady back and forth of just swinging your arms and having it be continuous and just having no sense of using your arms to do anything and yet your arms are swinging in the air, you know, that 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 principle of just how the the waist is essentially what creates all the movement in your arms, right, and in order for that to happen, there has to be this um, connection. There has to be this um, awareness, essentially, right? Like, how do you make something so that um, it's light and agile and dominate, you know, from the waist and all of these things, right? In order right. to do any of that, there has to be this sense of 
an awareness of your body as a unit right mm. so it's kind of uh i think important to keep that in mind that it's it's like all based on this idea of maintaining balance right that if you're unbalanced in any movement you're no longer doing tai chi mm -hmm. I mean, Tai Chi, I just feel like there's so many rules and there's so many regulations and there's so many alignments and everything's so exacting. But like when you take this this rule here, it's like, just be light, just be agile, use your waist to control the movement and always start from bouncing down to rise up or rising up to drop down. Like those are things I can follow. Like, I don't know. I, I like how it's just sort of simplified here. Get that light and agile feeling that's got some heaviness to it you know that's that's what you're looking for pretty much in all martial arts you want to have you know very flexible arms but you want to be grounded and strong like effectively it's about you know you've got to connect all these different parts that you have to this core right and then to the central thing and then all your movements are then going to be come from relaxing into that core and moving it from the base and sort of using the legs and the hips to do the work and that the arms are just going to be there as a expression of what is happening inside the body mm -hmm. so it's you know kind of getting ahead of us but that's that's where it all goes and so the final piece he has on discussing this very first line of the Taiji Chen uh, classic. So he says, why are we talking so much about the continuous internal connection of uh, closing, connecting? He described, he uses the word uh, huh, meaning from kai huh, open, close. He means, why are we talking so much about closing? And he says, that's because when you do opening, you're trying to he used a bunch of different quotes, but one of them is empty oneself and follow others. In other words, your opponent provides the opening, sort of the force. And then you use, he says, there's, there's an infinite variety of means, but unity is the goal. Integrating my own force in the, to occupy the opponent's space, causing the opponent to lose his base and fall out. So in other words, they're providing the attack. You're using this sort of defensive closing to create your internal connections rather than launching an attack. You're, your integrity and your wrapping and your strength of of just sort of your connection causes the opponent to fall out when you occupy his space. So all you have to do is enter his zone and he will be bounced out basically because you're so integrated. That's my impression of what he's saying here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's essentially the big picture of it. Um, it's not teaching you to launch a distance attacks. It's more about being so connected and integrated yourself that when you move into the opponent's space, you easily overpower them and sort of just shove them out of the way, basically. That's right. my well, impression. Well, unity is the goal, right? Mm -hmm. so and you're trying to unify yourself. The the sense, you know, this goes back to Laozi, you know, knowing yourself is mm -hmm. knowing others, that whole thing. That that essentially, again, it's just yin action, right? That mm -hmm. that the the way I'm going to defeat you is not by using my force. Mm -hmm. it's, it's by allowing my, my Jing, my, my sort of essence, my structure to just be, you know, unbroken. Right. And if my, my structure is unbroken, then I'm a lot harder to, you know, defeat. Uh, 
so so the 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 jong ding is a big principle in uh tai chi chuan where you you have this sensual equilibrium and that's just kind of another way what he's referring to is this this intrinsic energy is the way it frequently gets translated into english Mm -hmm. that there's a there's a essence right that you're trying to build and i don't know if you know i mean it also means sperm so that's kind of like a little bit weird but but essentially you know you're trying to build foundation like yeah yeah this this core you know strength that doesn't have to do with just being able to lift heavy objects and you know doing it from sort of that sort of thing and the reason he's talking about closing and not opening is closing one is the yin is the mechanism for actually making things link up just yanking on them doesn't Mm -hmm. actually get them to connect they have to go in and sort of um uh, i like the musical term they have to be in the pocket right your joints have to learn where the right place is for them to be fluid and so everything can move as one unit, but still have fluid motion, right? Mm-hmm. All your joints can move, but everything moves as once. I mean, it just goes that, back to that beginning idea. Stillness is the master of the movement. It's all got to right. come from this rooted place. You don't, you don't get that by yanking on it and forcing it. You can get, you can get external movement by doing that. But but to actually get your body to release and to connect and to have these internal pressures be something you can work with, it, it doesn't come from, you know, pulling on it, right? And that's why he brings up the thing that he actually comes later, but the, about my my flexion beats his extension, right? That that it's my my coming into my body is going to defeat your big powerful extension, right? Um, and this is just sort of the you know basic principle of Tai Chi as a martial art, right? Like I I just wait for you to do something stupid and overextend yourself right. rather than you know using all my energy right. to, try to force you get you real angry so you you know I mean throw, and you might just say that's over. the difference between internal and external approach to this whole thing do i make you weaker or i make myself stronger those are two different ways to look at it perhaps well yeah i mean it's it there's a lot of ways to sort of analyze you know angles you can use the um uh analogy there but but yeah i mean again the closing aspect is just the the yin piece of it and that also refers to physically closing your joints i mean that's not forget about the physical stuff that um it's easy to open your joints you just have to stretch you just have to pull on them and they'll essentially open right but to get a joint to actually again kind of go in and connect to the body and not just collapse and squishy but to actually thread through and be part of a a connected chain of events it has to like go in it has to soften and this is this is why tai chi is so difficult for most people because that is not a uh common thing that people are good at right we're all good at you know going out and pushing i mean that's right every second of throwing yourself at the problem is kind of the default the thing of allowing your mind to just penetrate into your body and 
release stuff is is a big deal. Good session, bro. All right, there's the first line of the <laughs> one classes. line. Here we one line right. in. <laughs> cool, man. Hey, folks. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, you can go to the Patreon to check out the Nagong portion of the discussion. Um, also on our Patreon now is our first interview with Bruce Kumar Francis. We have a second one coming up pretty soon, uh, as well as other interviews. So check that out. We're also on Instagram and Facebook if you want to follow us there. we got some images of the episodes, things like that. All right. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support and be well.